2: everyone, and welcome back to New Books and Biography, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm Mark Clovis, your host for the channel. Today I'm speaking with Frank Matteo, co-author with Michael Benson of the book Lord High Executioner, the legendary Mafia boss, Albert Anastasia. Frank, welcome to the New Books Network. Thank you. I wonder if you could start us off by telling our listeners something about yourself.
1: Okay, well, I was born in South Brooklyn, grew up in a... Uh... Gallo crime family. My father was a hitman for uh, the Bafacci family. My godfather was uh, Joey Gallo's bodyguard. Uh, my uncle, Joe Shapani, was with uh, uh, Anastasia and uh, Joe Adonis. So I pretty much, you know, grew up in uh, this life.
2: I, I, that comes across very nicely in the book because I, I got the impression that what we're talking about here is not just a book where you were looking at newspaper articles or, you know, books written by others, but you're basically relating what you heard and and what people told you about these people. These are not just, you know, dusty figures. They're, they're, they're very real people that, that you, you interacted with. Yes. Well, we had to do
1: research like anything else mm-hmm. uh, to find out some, you know. The basic stuff, historical stuff. but why we did it was because we did have that little closeness. Again I'm a fan of Albert. You know I mean you see the Brooklyn guy, he was a real real tough guy and we happened to I happen to appreciate that. so it was uh, no brainer to do something about about uh, Albert. Uh, plus my uncle was with him. Uh, it was always spoke about when I was younger. Um, uh Joey Gallo, which we were with, it was, it was supposedly was one of the hitmen, so it was always, his name was, which came up in, when, I was, when I was younger. So it was pretty easy to decide to do uh, an Anastasia book. It's interesting for me because
2: I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not an expert in American history, and you know, there was a lot in your book that was familiar, and yet Albert Anastasia is not a name that is as common as, say, uh, Lucky Luciano or uh, Meyer Lansky or Frank Costello or a lot of the figures of that period. Why do you think that Albert Anastasia is is maybe not as well known or as as common as commonly known as some of those other figures are today?
1: Um, you know, that's a good question, man. That's a good question. Uh, he probably did more than any one of them in a lot of different ways. You no, know, it's the media, man. It's you know, it's, it's who, who publicizes you, who wants to write, you know, there wasn't a book written about Anastasia. So when I, when I, when I, when I was approached, uh, and I looked, I, you know, I made sure that I didn't want to be repetitious. I looked, there was nothing about Albert. I, I was in shock. So, uh, I even scratched my head and spoke to Michael Benson and said, why, you know, we don't know. I think people just jump on bandwagons, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they just write what they think is going to sell, or write what they think is gonna what people want, and uh, that's why I don't think there's much about Albert, uh, because Albert's uh, you know, you read the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I like I like things that I didn't know exactly too. I mean, I know some street stuff, but it was stuff I didn't know.
2: I mean, the guy was an interesting character. As I was reading it, I, I was especially surprised because while Albert Anastasia was not a person who was known to me, so many of the events that you describe in the book are very famous. They've been mined by authors of other nonfiction works. Uh, they've been mined by authors of, of novels like The Godfather. So it's, it's funny how he's a figure that it, for me was unknown. And yet in so many ways, his life was very famous. And I just never really made the connection until I read your book. Right. Well, Albert was mentioned
1: mentioned in many or, many of different um, books, you know, uh, movies, you know, documentaries. Uh, but they just never did a complete, uh, you know, story, historical story on him. Again, who knows? But after doing the research and knowing what I knew from the street, I, I found them to be really interesting. And it was worth my worth my time. I was wondering if you could take us back to the beginning and talk about
2: Albert Anastasia's uh, upbringing because he is, you know, he, he's an immigrant, he comes from Italy, and it's a very interesting story in a lot of ways, both uh, his, what his childhood was like and how it was that he came to America. I was wondering if you could uh, explain what, what that was. Okay, well,
1: Albert came over like most uh, immigrants, especially Italian immigrants, at the turn of the century. They come from poverty, Came to New York or somewhere in the U.S. to you know for the golden fleece. And when they get here, they, they found that there was no. The streets are not there, you know paved with gold. Uh, these guys were hungry. They were treated really bad by the system that was in here. And, and my philosophy is that you you can create you can create a criminal, especially when they're hungry. So. And I think he was a product of the of the time you know he came into a situa- sis- sis- uh, yeah, situation over here that was uh not good for Italians, so you know they were treated really bad here and uh you know some guys uh, some people band together and they do what they gotta do and this is what we have today you know, the, the this government has produced a lot of people by their ignorance so and always so came back and bit them in the butt uh, and Albert was just one of many that came over and was uh, very, uh, what do you call it, um what's the word, they weren't happy of, of, of the situation when they got here and they became who they became. That's my opinion on, on Albert, you know, why. Oh, that's my opinion. Any any old gangster from twentieth century, except for the, the psychopaths and uh, people who are just morons. But I'm talking about real gangsters that came out of poverty. That's my my opinion with all of them.
2: Yeah, that's the point of Al, of Anastasia's story that I thought was uh, typical. But you also, but he's very atypical in the sense that he has an ability and and and, and as you you know demonstrate a, a skill that you know basically. Brings him to the top of his profession. I mean, you know, you, as you're describing, a lot of guys were like him, but not every guy could do what he did and get to where he was. How did he start out uh, in uh, America in terms of becoming uh, a member of organized crime? How did who who did he join? Who did he associate with? And, and how did he start to really distinguish himself?
1: Well, he was a young guy, like like in Brooklyn in in those days, uh, young guys who came over you only have one opportunity to work over here and 99% of it was at the, uh, at the docks and he worked at the docks like, like everybody else did did if you can get a job because the Irish ran the docks at the time. And, uh, as Italian, you have to, you know, you had to wiggle your way in and get some work and uh, he had no problem, you know, you know, wiggle his way in and, he happened to be, you know, a, a tough uh, a kid at the time, and uh, he did take no garbage from no one, and and uh, he did his first uh, killing when he was, uh, you know, attacked when he was a very young guy, and that started his his life into uh, to, to, to where he, you know, where he went, who he be became. Uh, it's just, it's a story of, uh, you know, uh, Albert was, had no fear, you know, mind killing, you know, he had no remorse. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Albert was, had no remorse at all. I mean, I think maybe later on, maybe he was a little more psycho, you know, but I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know, but I've been around enough of them. I know a few things, but, uh, but at the, at, at the beginning, I think it was just uh, survival. It was interesting, also, how
2: you look at the methods of his killing, and you hear you just uh, talk about one of the things that distinguished uh, Anastasia, Anastasia from the others who uh, did what he did, which is that you mentioned that a lot of them had a particular uh, style or method. They, they preferred, say, uh, using a, a knife or, or or using a gun or using a rope. And it, as, as you explained, you know, he was you know really you know very good at doing all sorts of things, and that was one of the things that, that caused him to stand out early
1: on. Yeah, well, he was hands-on. He'll strangle you to death. This guy was a tough guy. Uh, He'll strangle you. He'll, you know, he'll stab you in the back of the neck. He'll shoot you. uh, He'll smother you to death. I mean, the guy was a killer. Uh, And and he had no remorse of doing it in any way. And he was a hands-on. He was one of those guys that hid in the shadow and shot you from a block away. That's not, that's not what, uh, that's not what, uh, his mo was, I think he he was a hands-on guy because he had no remorse. He was fearless. He, he was fearless in, in that way too. So uh, that's why he was so hands-on in what he did. You know, Albert is is is, is I can't say unique because other guys were, were like like that too, but I don't think as passionate as um as, as Albert. You know, from his background. I wasn't a happy guy, you know. He was not a happy guy. He was never a happy guy. And and that's why he uh, he killed so well and so easily. Yeah, You mentioned
2: about how he uh, strangled him. I was thinking of that part of the book because it really does convey a sense as to, and I'm connecting this with what you were just saying about the docs, about how he comes across as being a, a physically very strong person. And that seems to be, yeah. you know, Part of, of what made him such a remarkable person early on in terms of rising up
1: well you know he was he wasn't a very big guy i don't I don't know his numbers off him, but uh, he was not a very big guy, he was a strong guy, he wasn't very big, but he Albert sent fear into him man you know when he was young, you know he made his bones, killed with to kill you know lucky Luciano and those guys got ho you know found out about him, and that's how he won by the jail because they backed him up on a retrial and he won about it that well. And he went right with the boys. And they knew that this that Albert was a stone, stone killer. And, uh, but he was not a very nice guy. He was, you know, he just was not a very nice guy. <laughs> uh, he made wise guys sh- shake in his presence. I mean, nobody even liked to go sit down with, Al- with uh, uh, Albert. He just was. He was, he was just not, guy- not a good guy. I mean, some guys... You know, are tough, and you know, you know, you gotta be fear, fearful of them. But Albert, Al, you didn't want to go even meet, and you, and you're another guy that kills people, and you're a, a captain or a, or a skipper or something like that, in, in, in the structure of the mob, and, and you don't even want to, sit, you, you don't even want to sit with him. That's how bad this guy is. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, like I say all the time, you're, you're as good as you are. You know, and that's why uh, he uh, moved up the ladder. You know to become the boss because the treachery and uh, and um, breaking the rules to get there, he was good at it. I was wondering if you could maybe provide
2: us with a bit of context at this point in his life, because you start him out in the, I mean, he comes to America uh, right around the time of the First World War. He's coming up in uh, the New York organizations during the 1920s, this is the era of prohibition, and he plays a role in this very famous struggle between Joe Masseria and uh, and uh, I can't remember his name Sal uh, Maranzano. And I was wondering, if he, yeah. yeah, I was wondering if you explain uh, where a- a- Anastasia was in that and uh, what role he
1: played in that very
2: famous struggle between
1: these two men. Well, I, I, if I'm mistaken. Uh... Uh, Abu was uh, one of the killers on the on the Maseria hit, so he was very instrumental on it. He was one of Lucky Luciano's Luc- top killers at the time. It was uh, Albert, it was uh, Vito Genovese, and um, uh, what's his name, Bugsy Siegel, and uh, another guy offhand. I can't think what it was right now. Uh, so I think were the top close guys with. Uh, Your best to go to, to take out a boss, and uh, and, and, and I think he, he did already he had two, three bodies at that time already. Uh, Albert Anastasia that, you know, when he went and did the hit with uh, with them on uh, Maseria. Uh, You Use your closest guys. Uh, Albert was a killer, you know. Yeah, Albert was a killer. Uh, if he was, a, I, I don't know if he was a psychopath, but at that point, you know, I know towards the end. You know you know he was losing his mind and in certain ways maybe from the power and you know just from the the freedom of killing but at that point he was it was it was a loyal hitman with for uh, lucky and that's why he he grew you know and became who he became well, in a position to come become who he became is from doing all the, the the work that's why that's why he got there
2: and that makes me think about what you were just talking about it's about how uneasy it must be here's a man who you can rely upon to go kill a boss and to get the job done, and that's something that you actually need if you're if you're somebody like uh, Lucky Luciano. At the same time, you have a guy who doesn't think twice about killing a boss, and that's definitely got to make you a little uneasy.
1: Well, you know, it's always been that way, man. I mean, uh, Albert. Uh, uh, this is the like the third the third boss that was killed in the history of uh of the American uh, mafia. There was two before that that, <clears throat> that was taken out that didn't supposed to be killed in the first place because they broke the first rule. The rules broken every day. The rule that was made from the wise guys or from the bosses to protect themselves was the first, was you can't kill a boss. That was the first rule ever broken. It just didn't help. So. Uh, uh, they knew it. Lucky did it to Lucky did it to his guy. They used they used uh, what do you call it? Uh, Albert Anastasia as a, as a, as the gun. But Lucky is the one that when it you know the one against his bosses. So it's been done a long time. You got when you got guys around you that are killers, you used them. And a lot of guys at that time were well yeah a lot of shooters at that time. I think a lot more. Those days in the last 50, 50 years, and my and my reason for that is again cultural <clears throat> poverty. They come up to it. <clears throat> they come out as Im- immigrants over. They were treated like shit, and they had their own um, you know mindset on how things were going to work, uh, and you know with money and with uh, you, know, you can buy a lot of things, especially the law. Those days, the law was they were. They bought them very easily. Uh, there was still a struggle between the Irish and Italian on the docks. And it's, it's all about power. You know, the strongest wins. Uh, and these guys were the hardened uh, criminals. You know, hardened guys. And that's why they're so hard uh, compared to today. Albert just happens to be one to, you know, really... Really, really you know, hard ones. You know, uh, it, it could be uh, you know just in his mind. You know, because he uh, went through some bad shit. Uh, excuse my language again. Went through some bad stuff, and you know it, it takes a toll on you. Mm-hmm. And then killing comes easy when you get away with it. Uh, and the power, you know, you know, starts fogging your mind, and that's what Alba became. But one thing about Albert, they they were afraid of. It. He made men shiver, and that's what's so interesting about Albert. There's been other killers before Albert, after Albert, but no one made uh, guys uh, shiver like Albert. That's that's the key of it. And also, and that's what I find interesting.
2: And also, there's never been uh, a killer who was so uh, who, who created an organization that was as famous as his. I would. I mean, you know, I watch, uh, you know, sometimes watch uh, shows from the fifties and sixties, and they refer to Murder Incorporated, it, which to me sp- says something about how large that organization loomed in the imagination. And as you explain in the book, you know, uh, uh, the the very name was you know an invention of the media, but it was yes. a very real organization that Albert Anastasia, you know, organized and ran. I was wondering if you could perhaps explain a bit how it worked, why they set it up, and and, and why was it so effective.
1: Well, why they set it up? They set it up because uh, pretty much Lucky Luciano and Meyer Lansky really, really ahead of their time. They were they were brilliant in, in a lot of ways, and they needed a structure to isolate themselves away from the law. They knew if if they don't speak to no one or if they don't co- contact those days, <clears throat> they get away with it. You know, this I step away. So it was I really, think it was it was Lansky and uh, uh, Louis Lefke that really put put it together. <laughs> they made Lucky made uh, 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 what's the name? Albert Anastasia in charge of it because Anastasia in Brooklyn, and There's a Brooklyn guy. He's he's running under under Lucky, and those guys in Brownsville. I mean, they're, they're the same story. You got guys from the ghetto. That guys come po- poverty that guys come up they were they were Jewish Jewish guys or Italian guys or I don't know what they are you're hungry you come you're gonna see you got a gun you're gonna eat and that's why these guys these guys came up and uh, they found each other because if you know it's easy to find guys to do what you do it's just easy and they put that they put that murdering together and they were just good at what they did, you know? I mean, it got sloppy after a while because you get sloppy when you become content. And they got sloppy. But it was it was, it was was a great old day. Now, me personally, <clears throat> I always argued the point <clears throat> that they... Hold on. <clears throat> they went around killing 4 million people. I don't believe that. Uh, I just don't believe that. And, uh, so they killed a lot of people, but... You know, if it, if it was 100, 400, or 1,000, they killed a lot of people. That's what they did. They enforced the law for the mob. They killed people who had to be killed. They, cl- they collected money. You know, they did a lot of things. Uh, uh, Albert ran them good. You know, they feared Albert. Even they, they, they were killers, but you got killers that feared Albert. Uh, and it, it just ran well. It ran well until it, it, it slip up. Uh, just like today, these guys are uh, flipping. They did it then. You know, they think this is new about guys coming, rats and stuff like that. I mean, I, and I scratch my head. I go, "Oh, you know." people say, "Well, I can't believe mobs no good no more. All rats." Right? But they've been doing it for the, since the thirties. What, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm not an educated guy. I'm not a ninth grade dropout. But uh, but I see that. Don't you see that? I mean, you know, read between the lines. It's not new. Uh, but he ran a good organization, and he ran it with fear. He had some smart guys around him, he had Costello, Frank Costello around them. Louis Lepke was is the one that was really, you know, uh the in between guy between Albert's uh, Albert's um, what do you call it? What Albert needed to be done and, and Boys Brownsville. I happen to uh find a, those guys to be really interesting, you know. So uh it, it was uh, it was a good it was a good one when they had it. Uh, while they had it, and then it, 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 everything's over. Uh, everything ends. You know, just mm-hmm. like uh, Albert. Albert ended at one point because, uh, pretty much, he ended because there's always somebody behind you that wants to step up. That's the way this game is played. You know, it's politics here too. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta run, and you gotta get ahead of someone. That's how it works. And uh, it was Carlo's time. He was he was backed up by. Uh, Genovese, Vito, and it was just time to go. And they killed him just like he killed Mangano, just like Mangano killed uh, uh, Solisi, like Solisi killed, an acting on forever uh, about killing your bosses. Uh, and it was just, uh, it, it, it was time to go. Uh, they argue about, uh, you know, I put it that he was selling um, uh, buttons to people. Now they're saying that Scalisi was selling bu- buttons to, be- to people. Uh... Uh, you know, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. A couple of people say it was it's crap. A couple of people say it's true. Uh, even in the streets when I was younger, uh, uh, you do know, you know you don't know uh, if he if he really stole buttons. They said the same thing about um, Tony Bender. They said that's why Tony Bender got killed, but uh, we don't think so either. We think Tony Bender got killed because uh, he was helping Joey Gallo on the breakaway from Joe Pappacci. I was wondering you that with uh, sorry, go ahead yeah, so you know the, and these guys are all by saying that they're all linked together you know i was in charge of all that so i and, I was uh, wondering if you could
2: explain briefly what you mean by by selling buttons because that that's uh you know that that's not a a, a phrase that a lot of people are are familiar
1: with okay, well, some buttons mean is this when you are in a mafia when you want to, uh, if you get uh, elected to get uh made to be a made man in the in the in the family. It means you become uh you know, uh, like an officer, if you want to put it that way, in the in the mafia family. We call it a button, uh, and you and you get one. Uh you can only get one if you're put up by somebody, proposed by somebody uh in your family, like a captain or the boss, uh and uh and the other guys vote on it if they if they like you or if they think you deserve one and then you get then you get it being made in in a uh, in a family we call it a bun so at, at one time it was said that uh, uh, Albert Anastasia was selling them for 50,000 guys made to get guys made and or and then they said Frank Scalise was made, doing it and and um. you don't you don't know I, I don't know anybody honestly that uh, that got a bun by buying it from uh, Albert or, or Scalisi. you know even even when I was younger. These guys were still some were still around. So uh, and I think that's I think that's that's just an excuse. I'm sorry. No. I think it's an excuse cause Vito wanted out and, and uh what here Vito Genovese, and, and Carlo Camino were, were treacherous and they lived by the law and they wanted and, and Carlos was time to he wanted to he want to, to be boss. He wanted the fame, he wanted the power and that's what you do. You step on the guy ahead of you, and that's why um, Anastasia was taken out. Plus, he was he was he was wild, and wild at the end.
2: I actually want to go back a bit because uh, we were, we were talking about uh, Murder Inc. and we were talking about uh, and Anastasia's involvement in that. But he also, as you explained in the book, he it was that wasn't just the one role he had. He was also the underboss under uh, Vincent uh, Mangano, and I was. Yeah, I was wondering if you could perhaps uh, explain that relationship there, because that was one of the other parts of the book that was very fascinating, which was that you have this very uh, you know, uh, ruthless individual <clears throat> in, in the organization, and yet for a long period of time he's this underboss under a guy. And as you explained, they didn't get along very well.
1: No. Vincent Mangano and and, uh, and uh, Philip and, and Albert, they're they always at each other's throats. Uh, Albert was headstrong. He wanted to move. He wanted to do things. Mangano was a little laid back, uh, a lot laid back compared to him. And uh, uh, Abel would you know, supersede and just do what he wanted to do, and then always have a confrontation with Mangano. And uh, uh, they wanted to kill each other for a while, but both both had backing. Lucky uh, Lucky, uh, you know, was very close with. Uh, Albert, he had Frank, he had Frank Costello. He had a lot of guys, a lot of killers with him. Uh, Albert, Albert Anastasia. So he was backed by uh, a lot of guys. And uh, Mangano, he had. He didn't have as much power at, at that point. He was losing the power, and uh, he just didn't get along. So, at one point, uh, uh, you know, Albert got uh, said, "This is this is it. I'm done," and he took him out. He took him him and his brother, took uh, both of them out.
2: And they only found the bodies of one of them uh, afterward. Right. right. But I wrote in the book what my
1: philosophy was or what I was told in the book.
0: Slash NBN fifty to get fifty percent off.
2: Now you're also talking the book about uh, Anastasia and 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 the the mob's uh, involvement with law enforcement and it th- this, and that's another part of the book I thought was really interesting which was how it changed over time. You described how in the twenty you mentioned how you've mentioned already how in the twenties and the thirties the uh, law was something that could be easily bought. And yet, there is this evolving relationship. How in the twenties and thirties, it seems to be mostly about uh, you know New York police, state and local, and how over time you start to see the f- uh, federal government stepping in in the form of, of investigative committees. How does Anast- how does Anastasia deal with that, and how does that
1: change uh, create uh, a different sort of pressure on him? they, they were used to having buying everybody between the, the, the governor, the mayor of New York, the, the district attorneys, the judges. They've been, since, since day one, when they came over, these guys were always fought their way with these guys, with these with the, with them. So uh, they always had a free hand, as long as it was money or some kind of scandal, you know, that you could have over their head. There was a lot of things people would do to get the, to these guys who have an upper hand over these guys. And it went all the way through the 50s. I mean, the 50s, you know, they started losing power, uh, you know, there's uh, different committees, you know, uh, uh, police commissioners changed, uh, the mayors changed, and you just lose power by different people coming in. You know, some guys can be bought, some guys can't. still today, you know, the same way. I think they had all through the 60s. I think when the 60s ended that's when the boys you know like uh, the the families lost their power with the uh, buying uh judges and and mayors and, and district attorneys and uh it, it's just uh, it revolves man it, you know, people change and when that changes it changes your your power in the sh- or structure in the mafia because uh, what you had before you don't have now if you know if you ha- you know if you can buy uh, your way out at a gun charge, now you can't buy your way out at a gun charge, now you're in trouble. Well, now you gotta do it differently. Now you gotta kill three people or witnesses, you know, it makes it, uh, it makes it different. But when you know that you can put the D, you have the DA in your pocket, then you, hey, don't worry about it. Just do what you gotta do and we'll worry about it then with the money. Because money flows like water. You're talking about millions and millions and tr- millions and billions of dollars. Money was no problem with these guys. So, as uh, long as there was the corruption, in 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 politics you know made it made uh gangster stronger if, if 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 politics wasn't as 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 corrupt the mafia wouldn't be as strong you mentioned you know how- oh good you know, i'm just saying that, i mean you can see that now i mean the stronger the law guy the weaker the, the the the
2: mafia has gotten you mentioned the uh, how there's money flowing uh, through uh, the organization during this period. Uh, did Anastasia? Did he? Uh, w- w- did he uh, live modestly? Did he uh, flaunt it a little bit? W- w- uh, how did he? How did he profit from it in the sense? And, and, and how did he use that money? Did, did he, Was he all about just building the organization, or did he? Uh, you know, do things with in terms of buying a nice house, uh,
1: living an extravagant life. Yeah, uh, Albert Albert was making money left and right—drugs, uh, gambling, the Longshoreman Association that his brother ran. Uh, he had a beautiful, he had a mansion in Jersey on the water. This guy, he lived high—you uh, know, custom-made suits, custom-made hats, custom-made shoe, shoes, coach. He lived high. He lived high. Uh, he uh, he traveled well. Uh, he just uh, spent the money well. I mean, but he lived. He left it to his wife uh, when he when he got killed. Killed. He left a ton of money to his wife and family hidden because everybody else after that they stopped bringing him money. But he, he had a lot stashed and he set the family up real good. But he lived well. Had a beautiful home uh, in in Jersey, a mansion on the water. These guys spend it as it comes in. Some guys save it. Some guys reinvest it. Some guys do both. They spend uh, tons of money gambling every day. Some buy, guys buy ho- homes. Some guys uh, uh, invested in uh, restaurants or bars or beauty parlors or whatever they do. Everyone does it differently. These guys are not stupid guys. They, you know, it's it's according to who they you know who they are, but they're not very stupid. You mentioned think, you know uh, they're not the smartest guys in the world, but they're not stupid. <laughs> You mentioned in
2: the book that um, you, you, uh, periodically how uh, sort of the, the three strikes that led uh, to the decision to uh, kill Anastasia. I was wondering if you could perhaps explain how it was that he goes from being someone who is feared and and, and basically but rises through the organization to the point where they make a decision that as, fear, as fearsome as he is, he's got to go. Or, or maybe because he's so fearsome, he's got to go.
1: Okay. One is that these guys like crazy, but they don't like too crazy. They, they fear you. Then when it comes to a point that you're, you're too crazy and uncontrollable, then you lose your power because then they get together, the other forces, the other crews, the other gangsters, and they, and they start, as bad as you are, as killer as you are, when they get enough people around them to say it's time, no matter who you are, gone because you can't take the money out of these wise guys pockets and you can't scare them too much because it's just no good Uh, and in this life it's 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 been done a hundred times the guy under you is ninety nine point nine is gonna want to go up the ladder and he's gonna kill you he's gonna kill you so it's 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 like a script if you're if you read the script this is this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna be the boss and the guy on you're gonna take you out. And and it's and, and when they, when they, it's their time when they feel that they're strong enough, they deserve it. Or this or or people around them are uh, making noise about you know how crazy Albert is and it's time to go and we're losing uh pop, some political things. Or he's selling buttons or, or or he's shooting civilians, and everybody gets together and go, "Okay, time to go, yeah, you know, he's a killer, okay, but there's there's five thousand of us. you think maybe one of us can get him <laughs> <No>? <laughs> you know, and, and when you take out their pockets, yeah they, they, they start you know gathering together like Indians, they get together, then they start plotting one guy or a couple guys by themselves, or a little crew. They're not, smart. They're, 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 not, they're not smart enough or they're not, you know, brave enough. But when you got other guys stronger, you start, you know, making noise, it's, you're going you're gonna to go. You're going to go. It happens all the time. It happened after Albert and happened before Albert.
2: So how did they take out Albert himself? You described in the book, I was wondering if you could perhaps just set the scene for us as to how it was that Albert Anastasia ended up being killed.
1: Vito Vito Genovese and Carlos Cambino decided that it was time for Albert to go. Uh, Carlos was underboss at the time for Albert. He got strength by going to Vito, which is a, was a boss at the time. You know, of his own family, head of his own family, and, and they plotted. Said, "If I do this, you, you back me." And you know, uh, Vito said, "Yeah, take him out. He's a, he's a nut anyway. You, I'm closer to you than him." You know, and let's go. And you know, they got they pl- plotted how to how to get to Albert. They know what he did every day, so they got to his bodyguard. That's why his bodyguard wasn't there because he went to go have a cigarette outside in the sun. Because they got to him, and they said, like anything else, you know who we are. I, you know, like Carlo, Carlo Cabino. You know who Carlo is. I'm with Carlo. We're gonna kill him. You want to go with him? You're fine. Look what I got with me. Look what I got with you. You ain't got enough there. Take a walk. And he took a walk. And an and, 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 and easy walk to go in there and kill him. You get to the guys around him all the time. You got to get the guys around the guys. Boss. If he's strong there, nobody, you're not going to get to him. That's why you pick around the edges. And then, and then, you, then, you, then you get to him. Exactly what they do with Albert, they got to his bodyguard and bodyguards, and then he was uh, easy talking. Yeah,
2: and he was doing basic. He was doing the same things. He, he was living a pattern as you described. He was going to a barbershop uh, in a hotel. He was doing it on a regular basis. He went in for yeah. a shave, so they could they knew where and when he'd be when they could definitely
1: get him with with <laughs> minimal complication. Exactly. I mean. He, these guys do doing some routines every day. Why they hit him in Manhattan, I don't know. I don't know what he did in Brooklyn, because he used to come to Brooklyn too. He used to go to a bar on Court Street. He used to go a club on, uh, kind of there, on, um, on Columbia Street. He used to do a lot of things. Why there, he got me, I don't know. I don't know, I would have asked, but the last guy I knew that was under hit, he died too fast, so <laughs> I'd have a chance to ask him. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I did. But, um, I, I got the. You, you you allude to why why they did because you know he, he's in a barber chair. He's he's relaxed. He's comfortable. He's got that hot towel in his face, so he has no idea what's happening around him. It be and he, and uh, I'm thinking a person like that. He he clearly is not expecting it. I mean, you don't put yourself in that situation if if you think there's even a chance that some guy's going to show up and and kill you. No,
1: you know you do know you're always a target. You know that because. Uh, you saw what happened to the guy before you and you saw what, what you did. So you, it's always there. But you get so cocky and so in your mind, you, you think that you're untouchable. And you say, the Gugnone needs to do it uh, because I'm out with Anastasia. And I got 20 guys with guns. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. You know? And it's always been wrong. So he's just another one that was clouded in his mind with his powers, and it and it happened again. That's what Vincent Mangano said about about him. He ain't gonna do it. He ain't got the cognones. I'm Vincent Mangano, and then he, and then he killed him. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it's it's an ongoing story. It's an ongoing story. They get to, their minds get cloud cloudy with power, and when you're a killer, you know you don't think right in the first place. You know how how normal are you wanna. How normal are you in the first place if you're, if you're killed with no remorse and, and for business? So we're trying to make sense out of things, something that's not sensible. Well, we've, you know? taken, we've taken
2: up a lot of your time, but before we go, could you tell us what you're working on now?
1: I just finished a book, uh, uh, What were We Really Cowboys, uh, Life After President Street. It's, it's an autobiography. It's part two of the President Street Boys. And uh, there was, it's out now. I just finished a book for Keniston called uh, "The Hitman," the Sonny uh, Pinto story, that should be released next year. And then, uh, then I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. I'm just gonna sit around and, 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 and see what I like to do. and Think of something good that's not that's not been played already. Uh, you know, I, I, everything I pretty much write, I try to write that hasn't been done. You know, we did the Carmine Persico. There was no books about Carmine, the Snake Persico. That's why we did that one. The Presidency Boys was an autobiography that started me writing. Uh, never been written about uh, in, a, in, a book, in a book form. And now the Sonny Pinto was never written about. I'm going to find out who else that, I, that, that interests me and that I might know something about and that's not been written. Otherwise, I'm done. Because <laughs> I don't write stuff <laughs> just for nothing.
2: Well, I do hope you find. A top- about people. I do hope you find a topic as good as Albert Anastasia because this was definitely a very interesting read. Yeah, Albert's a, Albert's an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah I, I liked Albert. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank DiMatteo thank you very much for taking some time out of your schedule to speak with us. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much.